Hey, what's up out there? Uh, Nick here. And Bender. Um, thanks for tuning in again. Uh, it's another Tuesday, another episode of the Super Divorce Supercast, episode number 24. <laughs> now we have an episode for every hour of the day. <laughs> if you want to listen to the Super Divorce Supercast for one hour every day, yeah, now you can. A different episode. Boom. You're um, welcome. <laughs> Uh, this is the part where we talk about shit like where you can listen to our podcast. Bender, where can you listen to our podcast? Everywhere. You can listen to our podcast on iTunes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. At superdivorceme.com. Yeah. SoundCloud. Yes. I don't know where else. I think that's about it. That's about it. If you're using like other, um, other apps say, other apps to listen to podcasts yeah. you can subscribe to us through your app because we're on like the official itunes deal right on. so we're legit we are legit we're too legit too, too legit to quit we'll never quit we're not getting a divorce <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh superdivorceme.com slash supercast yeah slash supercast and you can listen to us right there or you can go on SoundCloud and subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes, like you said. And then, um, yeah, of course, uh, uh, we have a Twitter account, at SuperDivorce. Um, Do you have a personal Twitter? No, I just use the SuperDivorce okay, one. Because I don't have a personal Twitter either, guys. So if you're looking for us on Twitter, yeah, tough. Yeah, tough. you're gonna, you're gonna have to find you're gonna have to find me at least on Instagram and Facebook, or if you want to go to Bender through Twitter, then you can just message me at Super Divorce, yeah, and be like, hey Nick, I have a question for Bender. Yeah, relay this shit, man, and, and then I, I'll yeah. have to do it, and then he will, and then I'll answer you, and then he'll relay the answer back. Yeah, because that's what we do. Because we're some or just, just find me on Instagram people. and Facebook. And also, if you're on Facebook, join the Divorce Club. Because I post in there sometimes. And I've been posting there more recently because yeah. we've had more stuff to release. Yeah. So uh, there's this podcast every Tuesday and every Monday and Thursday night at midnight. Super Tokens, where I'm streaming live on Twitch, video games, in the Divorce Club, on our Facebook page, leading up to those shows, I will ask you which of three games you want me to play. You can vote, and then uh, whichever game has the most votes by the time I head in to do the live streaming, that's the game I'll play. Yep. Uh, tonight, I think I'm going to be playing Flora's Fruit Farm. Flora's so, Fruit Farm. So, um, we've got stuff going on. Yeah. And there's going to be more. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, check out check out our stuff now. Check out the stuff we have coming up. Twice now, I've resisted burping on this recording. Do you still have one ready? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. Maybe on the outro. Maybe on the outro. <laughs> um. Yeah, we haven't even talked about this episode. We talked about Ratchet and Clank. We talked about Kesha. Yeah. We talked about Stranger Things. Stranger Things. The. The struggles of trying to keep a D&D campaign going. Yeah. Um, and uh, we talk about broad swords. <laughs> we did. The broad sword. The broad sword. <laughs> Hero Quest. I think we're going to play Hero. Or we're going to check it out. We're going to check it out. We can't play it tonight, but we're going to check it out. We're going to check it out. I just got a new uh, 
well, a used copy in pristine condition. Maybe our next podcast birthday. can be about our Hero Quest experiences. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll let you guys get to the show. Okay. Here's the show. Yay. Enjoy. We are not getting a divorce. We are not getting a divorce. Super Divorce Supercast, welcome to the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Nick Villars. Um, I'm your vocalist here in this band, and I guess I also do other stuff now, too. Yeah, I suppose you do. Uh, I'm Bender, and I just play the drums and look pretty. Yep. Looking real pretty today. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Are you digging my Lady Gaga shirt? Yeah, that's a really good cool shirt. I got this shirt, like, way back when she was first coming out. Obviously, when Bad Romance was released. Where, uh, where'd you get that shirt? Hot Topic. And I got it, and I went home, uh, and I must, I was probably shopping with, like, my friends or whatever in high school, you know, and I went home, and I was wearing it, and I was all excited, and I went up to my mom, and I was like, Mom, do you like my new shirt? And she just went, no. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't really sure why, I mean, maybe because she's in her bra and underwear, on this was shirt. your mom familiar with Lady Gaga? Yeah, yet? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So she was she was already established. She probably has changed her opinion since. I mean, I'm not in high school anymore. Yeah, but that was yeah. Like, it was, do you like this shirt? Nope. No, no I don't don't <laughs> like that shirt. But she let you keep it. Yeah, yeah, I got to keep it because my parents have always been very supportive of how I look. So but you cool. obviously couldn't wear that to school. Well, I went to school with uniforms, so it didn't I would say even if you didn't have uniforms at school, you wouldn't have been allowed. Probably not. I mean, it's not like she's like, you know, it's kind of a faded picture. But yeah, I mean, if you've seen the Bad Romance video, it's the end of the video where she's wearing the spark bra and then she's laying on that bed with all the fur. I mean, it's just that picture. But you would have had to um, probably turn your shirt inside out. Most Even at a public school. Most likely, I would say. Yeah. Uh, well. More appropriate now that I'm 26. Yeah. I wore um, a South Park shirt to school in fourth grade, I think. And <laughs> got in trouble for it. Really? <laughs> yeah. It Did wasn't it even... Have, it didn't have anything offensive on it. It was just... Uh, I think it just said, like... Oh my God! They killed Kenny. Yeah, and it didn't even say that you bastards on it. I don't think, but yeah, that's too bad. That was before it was even like, I don't know. I would say it's over the years. It's ramped up the intensity as far as yeah. like you know, it's offensiveness. So. Mm-hmm, probably. I mean, but I think I also think it's offensive in really smart ways. Mm-hmm. Like. Sometimes, yeah, it's just like blatantly they're trying to be offensive, but other times, like you watch South Park now, and it's like, not only is it a little offensive, but it's also like got a scathing commentary. Yeah, about what the modern issues and what's going on. Well, like when it first started, it was very, it was just like another kind of blue humor cartoon. It was yeah. worse than The Simpsons or anything like that at the time. Right, but it wasn't really making much social commentary when it first started no it's like absurd yeah i you know with when i got hulu like i had never seen all the south park or anything like that but when Lindsay and i got hulu and noticed that the whole series is on there we started watching it and yeah you can see the evolution between like when they started and how it was just kind of like this shock value almost yeah 
kind of like, almost a little bit like Ren and Stimpy, which I just watched for the first time in a couple of years yeah. yesterday. And I, I mean, I love Ren and Stimpy. I have a Ren and Stimpy tattoo, but I was watching it and I was just like, why, who, who let me watch this as a child? I love that show. I do so I, much. I do too. But you know, I watched the Jiminy Lummox episode. Yeah. And there's the part where he's sitting on Ren's back and Ren says something mean to Stimpy and he hits him in the face with a guitar and then, like, the guitar pulls away and all of Ren's teeth fall out and he has a bone <laughs> sticking out of his eyeball and it's, like, snapped in half. And I'm just like, that's, like... <laughs> well, it was basically like they took the entire concept of uh, Itchy and Scratchy and made... A whole show yeah, it. Yeah. But it was more... It was gross, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it never made me want to turn it off. But, I mean, just, like the detail and the drawings yeah. and stuff, you know, especially when it'll be like there's certain scenes where you've got just like a freeze frame. Yeah. It's yeah. Just like the exact picture when you say that is uh the episode where all of Ren's uh where he gets all the cavities. Yeah. And uh the close up is when his mouth is like wide open and all the stinky like yeah fumes come out of his mouth are they like flies buzzing yeah i think so but it's just like this close-up very detailed very well-drawn picture yeah that's that's great do you remember snick like the saturday night nickelodeon lineup vaguely was it like all the live stuff like all that all that well when it started out it was roundhouse do you remember that show i don't remember roundhouse roundhouse was like a sketch comedy show and it was before all that, I think. Yeah. Um, but it was in like a warehouse, if I recall correctly. And they had various sets that they would just kind of switch to um, as the show went on. But I don't know. I have to look it up and see if that show's on YouTube. But I, I know that was on there. And Ren and Stimpy and Are You Afraid of the Dark. Okay. And there was another show. Maybe it was all that. And then I think they changed the lineup towards the end, and I stopped watching. But yeah, I recall going to a friend's house, and it was Saturday night, and I just knew that's what I do on Saturdays. So it was uh, like, hey, we're gonna watch Ren and Stimpy, and he's like, my parents won't let me watch that, and I like wanted to go home. It's like, yeah. So because my parents were always very lenient about what I could watch, you know, and it's like it's a cartoon on Nickelodeon. Yeah, sure. Right. But then you look at it today and it's just like, what? They just had no idea. Yeah. Of course, when I was younger, my dad liked Ren and Stimpy. So that's how we, we had like some Ren and Stimpy videotapes and stuff that we would watch all the time. I think I I picked up a a video, a VHS tape of Ren and Stimpy for Mm -hmm. Lazarus. That's my son. Um, I don't think he's watched it much. I'll have to make sure that gets in his rotation. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a break from the Dragon Ball Z and the uh, Power Rangers. And well, it's been all little monsters recently. Little monsters. Yeah. That's uh, Warrior. He's the worst dog ever. We're not sure if you can hear it, but we certainly can. Here he comes. I just hope someone walk, doesn't walk past the house because he'll just go insane yeah. barking. Hopefully you can't hear his little pitter-patter on the floor. but They know. might be able to. Well, it's a decent mic. It is a decent mic. Come here. 
um, I know I wanted to bring up. We never we didn't get a chance to talk about it last time on the show, but uh, you recently beat your first video game in a, a good while, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, since at least Uncharted Four, so yeah. not like the longest time ever, but definitely I don't beat video games very often. That's that's for sure. But I beat Ratchet and Clank on PS4. The the game based on the movie based on the game. <laughs> did you see the movie? I didn't. But no. there are scenes from the movie spliced in as cutscenes in the game, which was kind of cool. Pretty fun. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was super fun. I mean, I you know I I'm sure we've talked about it on previous podcasts maybe. But I'm a a very just very very casual gamer, and I don't game often. And when I do, if it's too hard, I'm done. Like if if I don't get it pretty quickly, I get pretty frustrated. But Ratchet and Clank is you know it's one of those games that was perfect because it was set up and there's levels and you just go from point A to point B and then it's like all right you're done go to the next place. Yeah, if you've been listening for a while, you probably know this, but if you haven't, Bender does not like huge open world games where you've got side quests and yeah. uh, they allow and, you to go at your own pace. You yeah. like being led from the start of the level to the end of the level. Yeah, I want to be told like and now rushing some of the some of the levels in Ratchet Clank were fairly open. Mm-hmm. There was one world where you had to traverse the the whole area searching for uh, these brains to then give to this guy that was collecting the brains and you got rewards for it. And it was a pretty vast, you know, landscape. However, it was still confined, like in a certain area, you could only go so far, you yeah. know. Uh but yeah, I and it sucks cuz I want to like open world games, but I just don't have the time or the patience. You beat Darksiders 2, didn't you? I did. Which is that fairly was a little open. open world, wasn't it? Much more than the first one, I think. I think so. From what I, I heard, anyway. Yeah, you are given a lot more options. You know, you're kind of... But, you know, but even still, it's much like Zelda, mm-hmm. where you have an open world to explore, but it gives you a mission, and there's and it's like, okay, you have to go to this place, and then when you go to that place, you walk through, like, a gate, and it's sort of like, okay, this is your dungeon, or this is, you know, the level... And there's a boss at the end, and when you beat that boss, you don't really have to go back to that place again, you know, necessarily. So, semi-open world. Semi-open world is alright. It's a little tolerable. I got a little carried away trying to do some of the side quests, but ultimately, those side quests didn't really give you a lot more than what you were getting out of the main quest. And what I worry about is games like the witcher um or even i mean arkham's arkham knight was pretty good i got pretty far into that but games like fallout or you know skyrim all of that stuff i worry that there are all of these little things hidden off in all the side quests that yeah if i do them i'm gonna get this amazing sword or this fantastic shield or whatever and I worry that I'm missing them all, so I try to do them all, and then I don't want to do the main quest, and then I get bored and tired because I've been playing for, like, eight hours and nothing's even happened. What if you started, like, 
say on Fallout with one of the expansions. Yeah. So if you did like they've got the Nuka World DLC coming out. Have you seen that? It's like an amusement park. Uh huh. But it's you know it's an expansion to Fallout Four. Right. So maybe if you started with one of those where you're in a particular area that's much, I would say it's much smaller than the actual game. Right. I don't know for sure. I would assume though because it's not. Because it's a DLC. Yeah. But maybe you should start with uh, one of those types of deals, you know, just where you kind of get your footing. and. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You build a taste for it. I know I am looking forward to Horizon Zero Dawn, which is probably going to be pretty open world. But, you know, I, I think... I, I don't know. I, I just... I have... I. I feel drawn towards that game, I think, because of the setting and the plot and the sci-fi action and stuff. So, well, I mean, we'll see. But I could very well, knowing me, I could very well pick up that game and play it for a while and just be like, I, I just can't handle this, you know? It's really, it really comes down to, like, how many side quests you put into something, Yeah, I think. Because if it's, if a game is totally open world, but you only have to go mission to mission... And it's like, okay, you com- you you defended this town. Now go figure out what's going on in this town. But you just you get to travel, you know, on your way there. I I'd, I'd have a lot more fun. But then you lose. Why do that if you're not going to put a side quest in there? Right. Because then you might as well just teleport to the next place. Exactly. There's nothing to do. In so between. I completely understand. Yeah. But I just have such a hard time with it. I don't. I don't know. Speaking of gaming. I did my first episode of um, the Super Divorce streaming show called Super Tokens. Oh, yeah. How did that go? It was fun. I played The Misadventures of PB Winterbottom. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't really know what to expect. I I don't even know when I purchased the game. I'm guessing I got it as part of some Steam bundle, Mm -hmm. and that's what I did. That's what I'm doing for these Super Tokens shows where I'm... I'm basically picking out like three every time I do an episode and I'm letting people vote online on yeah. Facebook which game they want me to play out yeah. of the three that I put up and uh, doing another episode tonight. It's looking like I'll be playing Flora's Fruit Farm. <laughs> Flora's Fruit Farm, huh? I've never played it before. It's another one that I don't know why I have it, but uh-huh. the name sounded funny and I just put it up there. So that's what people are voting for right now. Yeah. So I like I like your I like your approach. I think you you nailed a uh, a unique market in the Twitch streaming. I think so. Genre. I had a few people show up who were with me almost the entire episode. That's cool. So, uh, yeah, it was fun. I played for like an hour. It was actually pretty pretty taxing mentally because when it starts off, you're just like this little little guy. It's in black and white mostly. And really cool visuals, um, but it's kind of like a platformer, and you're trying to collect pies. They're just pies floating, and you're yeah. trying to collect them all. And, you know, when you start the game off, you're just learning the controls and whatnot. But as you progress, uh, the way to get the pies becomes harder and harder. It becomes more of like a logic puzzle uh-huh. because you can, like, clone your guy, and then you have your clone, like, pulling a lever to like time something for the you know the little clone that you're playing as so like you have to make sure that your clone opens the door at the right time then go through it 
and then clone yourself again to like jump up to a certain spot. <laughs> you know, it's, it starts getting really convoluted. You get up, well, I only made it to like world two. And at one point you've got like six clones doing different things at the same time, to try and huh. time everything just right. Uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty tough to do while you're streaming yeah. because you also don't want to stop talking the whole time and just be silent for like 15 minutes where you're trying to figure <laughs> something out. Right. So you're trying to do two things at once and talk and keep your stream interesting while also trying to complete this puzzle, um, which is taking you longer than it should because you're also trying to entertain people at the same mm -hmm. time. And therefore, you start looking like an idiot because it takes you a lot longer to solve these things than you know it should. Right. And uh, you start worrying about people thinking you're an idiot when you're playing. And, you know. <laughs> At one point, I asked for help on, on, like, I think the last one I completed. And I was like, hey, anyone out there have any ideas? And just like looking at the little chat screen, no one says anything. <laughs> I like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to have to figure it out myself. <laughs> Finally did. But yeah, it adds a new dimension to playing the game uh -huh. if you're streaming live, trying to keep people around and also do a good job. Yeah, so, I'd probably, I don't know if I'd be able to handle that. Mm -hmm. So if uh, you're listening and you haven't checked it out, it'll be every, um, every Monday and Thursday night at midnight on Twitch. And if you go to the, um, if you go to superdivorceme.com, uh, slash super tokens you can find the link there and then i also post multiple links leading up to it on uh on monday and thursdays so check it out love to have you along you yes. can talk shit and whatever you want to do <laughs> about how stupid nick is for playing games and talking at the same time yeah it's really a silly thing isn't it yeah how big like streaming has gotten you I just sit around and watch other people play video games. I and... remember when people first started watching Twitch, obviously because it wasn't very long ago. Yeah. But I just, I did. I thought it was the silliest thing. Yeah. It's like, really? Mm -hmm. You're just, wait a minute, let me get this straight. You're going online to a website to watch other people play video games that you probably own. <laughs> And they're just like, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm doing. That's right. That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. I follow this one guy, and he plays Assassin's Creed every day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Could you play it? Yeah. Do you want to? Like, <laughs> is that why you're watching? I, I just don't... love watching other people play video games. I remember, like, you used to get in trouble for that. Like, mom comes in the room, and your friend's sitting there, and it's like, are you letting your friends play? Yeah. It's like, we're playing a one-player game. We're taking turns, you know, uh -huh. something like that, but... Now people just will sit and watch someone play games for fun. I don't, you know? I don't get it. I, I still don't get it, you know? It's... I guess, I mean, some people I understand, like, the reasoning is, say, their parents won't buy them a PS4. So they go on Twitch or YouTube and they watch someone playing a game that they want to play and kind of live vicariously through them. I suppose. And, but it, to me, it kind of seems like, their business model could have been that they were marketing to like all the gamer girlfriends that always say like, Oh, I don't play games, but I like to watch my boyfriend play. Yeah. Like that's what Twitch's market could have been initially. Yeah. Somebody was like, Hey, you know how like your girlfriend just likes watching you play? 
Like, what if we made a website where they could just watch everyone play? <laughs> All the time. All the time. Any game they can play. I bet of. you so many chicks would want to watch us play video games. <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't know. It's it's fun. I bet it is. I think it'll be a, a cool thing as, you know, as it moves along and more people start joining in. That's what I'm waiting for is to look over at the chat and see people talking and uh, interact with them. It'll make it a little more interesting, but, you know, whatever. If someone wants to just lurk and watch me play games and be creepy, that's fine, too. It's like... It's the it's the internet equivalent to like watching somebody play th- from a closet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they can see me, like they can see my face, you know. Yeah. but I can't see any one of them. Yeah, just, just creepy. Yeah. Uh, what else? How was your uh, How was your concert the other night? Oh man, it was special. I would say. Uh, the other night, let's see, what's today? Thursday? Yeah. Right? So Tuesday night, uh, my lady and I went to Bogarts in Cincinnati, and we saw Kesha and the Creepies. And boy, Who are the Creepies? The Creepies? Okay, so as you may know, Kesha has been going through a lawsuit for the last three years against her, the, uh, against her producer, yeah, I remember talking about that when we were recording the uh, the last album yeah. at Moon Ranch. I yeah. remember discussing, uh, some, there had been some breaking news, I think, concerning the, her I case. think at the time, when we were recording the last the album, I think the breaking news might have been that the courts denied her uh, plea for early release from her contract. Yeah, I think that was it. Right. It's like right around this time last year. They basically said that her producer had invested too much money to to lose her or something like that. Or that it wasn't fair to him because he invested so much. I think money. it was it was to Sony is what they said. Something because like that. Because there was yeah. no I guess they didn't have enough I guess concrete evidence of what she was saying to overturn her contract. They were worried if they overturned it, it would set a precedent right. that would allow other people in a similar spot to make stories up without any physical evidence right. or any reports or anything. That's what I heard anyway. So, you know, it's it's just it's just been hell. And as far as I know, you know, her that claim was denied. But her producer or and label head is still awaiting trial for the actual like sexual assault claims uh and he's awaiting trial in california whereas the contract hearing was in new york right so didn't they allow her to like stop working with him at least like she's not out of her reporting contract but they said she didn't have to report with him it's i you know it's it's very it's hard because you get a lot of reports from a lot of different places and so i'm trying to follow this case as closely as i can but you know sometimes you do end up getting conflicting reports uh and there's not a lot of you know it's not like kesha is making statements every day about what's going on so 
you know, from what I assume and what I think is happening is that, yes, Sony is telling her, like, you don't have to record with Dr. Luke, you know, or you don't have to make albums with him. But she is signed to Kimosabi Records, which Dr. Luke owns himself and just is sort of distributed by Sony. So Sony has absolutely no grounds to do anything with her contract, with Dr. Luke, like with anything. They just sort of like put his stuff out there, whatever he makes with Kimosabi. Okay. So I, you know, I think, you know, she is not. Just because she records with somebody else doesn't mean that Dr. Luke isn't going to benefit from it. Right. Because she's on contract with him. Okay. You know, which is part of the reason she's taken the last three years and put her whole career on hold to fight this. You to know? make sure he doesn't benefit from right. her making music. <laughs> well, and to get justice for, for assaulting her and yeah. mistreating her and, you know... And at least right now, where I am right now, I believe her. Because I think that if a woman makes those claims against a man, then you just, you should, well, or not even that, but a victim. When a victim makes a claim against somebody, you should just believe the victim until they're proven otherwise. Like, any other woman in the world, if they walked up to you and said, hey, that guy raped me, would you believe them or you'd be like mm, I don't know we should probably talk to him about it first well I mean our justice system works in the way that you're innocent until proven guilty so true it, but it also but depends think... on who's telling you if my wife tells me that someone just raped her well of course I'm going to believe her and that person is guilty in my mind until they're proven innocent mm -hmm. but the system if you will works in a different way than yeah. just whatever you know people but I think you still need to I think you we still need to to throw our support behind those people because you know I've read that it's statistically it's something like less than 10% of all rape claims are false mm -hmm. you know so like I have this friend that I that I work with and she, you know I was telling her how excited I was to see Kesha and everything and she was just like why like her music is terrible she's a dirty whore like all this kind of stuff and I was just like but she's going through all this stuff and, and she was just like nope she's lying like that never happened she just wants to get on a contract and I'm just thinking like how can you just say that about a person that you you don't even know I mean you have no idea, like, what she could have gone through for the last three years. She, you know, she said at the concert that she has a bunch of new music and she can't release it. Like, right now, once all this lawsuit stuff started, I think now she's legally not allowed to release new music, mm. you know. And she only played so many songs at the show because she's only legally allowed to play certain songs. Oh, really? I mean, she did a couple... She had to do some covers... Uh, she didn't explain why, but Lindsay and I thought that she was only performing songs that she 100% wrote herself. Okay. Uh, because it was a lot of stuff from her first album, and she covered Till the World Ends, which is a Britney Spears song, but she wrote the song 
uh, and Brittany wanted to record it. So that's kind of where we were thinking, like, well, maybe she's only doing stuff that she's written. Regardless, beyond all of that, it really was a fantastic experience. To answer your question, the Creepies, uh, because she's going through so much, she basically figured out that she can perform certain songs and she can do certain covers and she can do them in any way she wants to do them. So she brought, she gathered this band and did sort of like grimy, dirty rock and roll versions of all of her songs. Uh, so did it feel like a rock concert more than a pop concert? It really did. I mean, being at Bogarts especially, you know, which is like standing room only and there's just the stage, you know, it's just a big open room. Um, it really kind of, it was interesting. It felt like a rock concert, you know, she had the band behind her, there's guitar, bass, drums, and a keyboard, and they had, like, streamers, you know, as their backdrop with just a big light-up sign that said, fuck the world on uh-huh. it, you know, and, uh, it, it was, it was exciting, it was different. I feel like... I've never been to just a straight-up pop concert, but I feel like a lot of them are lots of big screens and yeah. graphics, you know, kind of hitting you in the face. And it's just like one person on this gigantic stage, you know, with this whole stadium screaming at them. So it was really interesting and fun and unique to see her in that setting, that small, very intimate, you know. We were pretty far back uh, as far as Bogarts is concerned, but we could still, I mean, I got great pictures, great video. How was the audience? It was all party girls and gay dudes. Yeah. Like I've never been to Bogarts and it is one smelled so incredible. (laughs) And two, there was glitter everywhere. I mean, people like had bottles of glitter from the craft store and were just like, you know, making it rain on people. Just like, does anybody want glitter? Here you go. Woo! Like, it was, it was incredible. I, I've, I've, I don't think I've ever been to a concert and felt a little out of place. But I, there, that the crowd was such that I was just like, this isn't my scene. Like, I'm not a club goer. But that's... I, it seemed, my guess was going to be that it was much more scene populated like scene kids and right shit. right i kind but, of i kind of thought that too but i think all the gay dudes bought the tickets yeah before the scene kids could get to it you know because they were just like it's motherfucking kesha i'm going <laughs> it was fantastic though i mean the energy was great the one of the loudest crowds i think i've ever heard at bogarts you know when she came on stage it was just deafening so when were the songs like switched up um to the point where people couldn't sing along or were they oh, still no. recognizable no very 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 recognizable yeah i mean she she uh preserved the integrity of the song while giving it kind of like a rock and roll feel um the other covers that she did just to sort of give you an idea she covered some iggy pop oh. but then she also covered some dolly parton so Kind of a, a meld of those sort of genres. Do you remember which Iggy Pop song she covered? Uh, she said it was a deep cut. Oh, okay. Um, Nightclubbing, hmm. I think okay. is what it was called. 
I'm not super familiar with his catalog. I've got like a couple albums, but yeah. if it was a super deep cut, I probably don't know. I'd have to look it up. I think it was a very deep cut. I, I want to say it was called Night Clubbing. Okay. Night Clubbing. Yeah. It was good. Well, there you go. Bender, Bender's an authority on Kesha. So Yeah. Don't fuck with Kesha. <laughs> I agree. You know, I think that it, it sucks. I can imagine if you're in that situation, uh, just, I don't know, how shitty that would be to have your career stifled, put on hold yeah. because... Because somebody doesn't believe that somebody sexually assaulted you. Yeah, yeah. And I understand that we have to go through a process that's yeah, there for I a reason. Too. But, you know, um, I don't know. I think a lot of times people in, in that situation hold their tongue, I guess, longer than than the system would like them to. Yeah. But I understand why they do it. There, there can be a lot of trepidation, hesitation before coming out with something like that mm-hmm. because... You know, if if you lose, that can be your entire livelihood right. thrown under the bus, you know, just because maybe this guy that you're bringing charges up against has more money than you do. Yeah. And we all know that our system is not perfect. We all know that if you have enough money, you can pretty much get your ass out of any court case, you know, yeah. any charges brought against you. So I understand that's that's definitely a shitty situation for her and i uh i definitely hope that she's able to get clear of that dude and yeah you know i just want to you know it's it's the possibility or the thought has totally entered my mind that she could just be trying to get out of contract i mean people do things yeah but my my stance is that i'm gonna support her as the victim until she is until something happens to where it's like, nope, didn't happen, and the yeah. you know the courts rule that way, or it comes out that she was lying or whatever. That's what I mean about like I think it's something that society should kind of get behind. It's like don't you know you don't want to just support them one hundred percent all the time, no matter what the other guy says. Yeah, it's just like I'm just gonna stand behind her. Mm-hmm. until it's like nope she wasn't really raped she was lying about yeah. it well like, if something came out like a recorded conversation where she's like threatening him on the phone and it's like well if you don't do this I'm going to tell everyone you raped yeah, me or exactly. something like that Yeah, you know, but, where you can't deny that she's right. being a shit but, but until at this then, point it, yeah. Yeah, it's, up, it's up in the air and you, you're going to fall on one side or the other you can't remain absolutely neutral mm-hmm. I feel like so because uh, if you remain absolutely neutral in a situation like that, it looks like you're a supportive rapist. Like, yeah, it looks like it's okay if a guy with a bunch of money assaults a girl because they're a celebrity, and you're just like, well, they're a celebrity, and she's a slut, you know, because that's what her music is about. Like, I would say you don't necessarily need to call for anyone's head right off the bat. You know, but you can you can be like, oh, you're you're bringing these charges up. I hope I hope that uh, if that really did happen to you, that justice is served and he gets what's coming to him. Exactly. You know, and we'll let we'll let uh, the, the sort of 
nature of the thing take its course problem is when people jump the gun and they convict someone outside of court, you know, and start start badgering people before the process has had time to take place, you know, before all the facts have come out and such. But, you know, there's, uh, there's nothing wrong with throwing your support behind someone and hoping that things turn out well for him. Yeah, I think she's... I think she's wonderfully talented. I'm not going to sit here and be like, I've been a fan of Kesha since day one. Because that's not true. But I have certainly enjoy it. And, you know, and then when all of this sort of came to light, it was very much like, I just don't, I don't want anybody to have to go through that, you know. But if I can throw my support behind her because her story is so big because she is such a, you know, star and like I'm going to. And so getting the opportunity to see her, especially with all of this going on and not really knowing if she's going to ever tour again or ever release new music or anything like that. It was, I'm I'm not going to sit here and be like, it was the best concert I've ever been to, but it was special. I think it was unique and it was, did you see anything that we should work into our stage show? Should we plan to have lots of glitter? <laughs> <laughs> she did bang a drum that like was pre-set with glitter. So when she hit it, it just like oh, exploded cool. glitter everywhere. Maybe you can do that. Yeah, which was that was pretty fun. That was exciting. Or I, I talked about like the uh, the different color like powders. Yes, like the neon mm-hmm. powder and shit. That would be cool too. If your drums exploded with neon powder every time you hit them, that would be pretty yeah, awesome. It'd be into it. They they shot some like confetti, you know, the air mm-hmm. cans and stuff. It wasn't terribly over the top, I would yeah. say. It's it was almost kind of uh, subdued, really, you know. But it was just very. It was kind of this interesting and slightly weird sort of version of everything, but uh, it was great. It was it was an awesome awesome experience, you know. Well, I guess if you're looking for a sweet pop show to go to and Kesha's in town, then Bender gives it a thumbs up. Yeah, I give it a thumbs up. Good luck, though, because this tour is limited and it's selling out fast, <laughs> as far as I know. Wait, you know, we got one of the, we bought one of the tour shirts, and there's only something like 13 dates listed on the back. So, you know, that's, that's, uh, why I was so well, another reason I was so happy or excited to see her was because, like I said, I just you just don't know if you're ever going to get to again, and it was an intimate setting, and uh, just a really fun, fun evening, and uh, something I hope I hope I get to see again. Well, um, sorry I'm far away. I was grabbing another uh, beer. This is how we do it. Yeah. We just sit here at the table and we talk about shit and we drink beer. Yep. And this week uh, we are drinking, what is this? Schlafly? 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 Or Schlafly? Schlafly. 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 That's probably what it is. Pumpkin ale. Yeah. Because it's still that time of year. It Thankfully, is. for quite a while. We got a little time on yeah. pumpkin. Well, I was going to say, it's not still that time of year. It's just starting that time Well, no, of I year. meant because I said that last time oh, okay. on the last show. All right. It had just 
come that out, is, I yeah. think, Oktoberfest was just released mm -hmm. as we were recording the last one. So we're going to be in the pumpkin wheelhouse for a while here with Oktoberfest. I, before I came over here, you know, I was at my parents' house and uh, my parents went out to dinner the other night and saw some uh, parents of students. My mom's a teacher. And uh, they were with another couple and they left. But before they left, they came over to my parents' table and they said, hey, we over, we over ordered our wine. Would you guys like to finish this bottle? And uh, they were like, sure, yeah, thank you very much, whatever. Well, anyways, the waiter asked them how they were enjoying the wine. And my parents said, oh, it's very good, whatever. And uh, the waiter was like, well, I'm glad you enjoy it because that bottle of wine is our most expensive bottle. It's $110 a bottle. Jesus. And this, the, these parents had given my parents like three quarters of the bottle. Wow. Uh, so anyways, long story short, I had a glass with my mom before I came over here and it was, uh, I don't think I've ever had alcohol that expensive before. What, maybe, what maybe I the, have, but what kind of flavor was it? Was it a Merlot or was it a red or it was a red? White? Yeah, it was red. Um, it was, uh, a Pinot Noir. Um, I think it was Pinot something. Pinot Grigio. It was, perhaps? I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. It was red, and it was, but it was dry and sweet. Okay, you liked it. It was. It was good. Yeah, I like. I said, I don't know. I know I've had a few shots of some nice liquor over here at the Villar's house. Yeah, we like to keep good liquor on hand. Yeah, but uh, you know, as far as to my knowledge, a hundred and ten dollar bottle of something is the most expensive alcohol I've had. What do you think of this Schlafly pumpkin ale? <laughs> I think they need to change the name because I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Schlafly. 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 That's. It says the St. Louis Brewery. Yeah. Like it's the brewery of St. Louis. <laughs> like the only one. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty good. What do you uh, think of of pumpkin beers in general? Are you usually a fan of them or no? Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say that I've like had a whole bunch of them over the last couple seasons since I've known you. Uh, I feel like okay. Well, I'll say if I hadn't met you, if we weren't where we are right now, I probably wouldn't drink pumpkin beer. But I wouldn't go to the store and be like, "Hmm, I'm going to try that," you know. But since you know me, would you now? Yes, I mean, would well, maybe. We, could you possibly see yourself at some point in the next few months seeing this and, and being, being like, like, oh, I had that that one night. I should get a bottle. Yeah. Eh, maybe. 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 Yeah. If the mood hits you. If the mood hit me. Yeah. But I, I uh, you know, this season, uh, I'm really, we really go for that witch's brew wine. Yeah, that is good. And uh, I think I have to thank your wife for that one. But it's, very, it's one of those like it's cheap, yeah, not an expensive bottle of wine, but yeah. it's it's good. Yeah, it's delicious. It doesn't and, have to be uh, expensive. Lindsay is very obsessed with that witch's root. You know, we'll buy three and four bottles at a time, which sounds like we're just at home getting plastered, you know, every night. But that's not the case, you know. But they we, probably have it at Kroger now. I will have to check. We need to go grocery shopping. I'm sure if it's there, 
She'll find it and we'll buy it. Well, I, uh, I'll i give this pumpkin ale a thumbs up from Schlafly. I'll give it like a thumbs three quarters of the way up. Okay. You know, it's kind of... That's fair. I like it because it's not like super overly pumpkin-y. No, it's not. Some of them are like really intense with the pumpkin uh-huh. and it's too much and it's annoying because that's all you can <laughs> taste. It's like you're not drinking beer anymore. Yeah. But this is good. I like it. It's, it's a nice, subtle pumpkin flavor and I think it has um, a pleasant packaging. It's got nice artwork. It has, I like it. yeah, very, uh, I don't want to say retro, but I think that the style of it is i mean it is retro but it's not retro like 80s retro it's no just it's like throwback it's more like 30s or 40s retro yes that kind of retro yeah super it's, old school it's very cool it's it's a nice nice looking bottle of beer if you're curious it's spelled uh s-c-h-l-a-f-l-y schlafly <laughs> <laughs> It's easier to say if you just kind of like slur it. Yeah. I feel like it's it's a name that they came up with when they were drunk. Like, <laughs> let's just... Why don't we just call it Schlafly? <laughs> what? Schlafly. <laughs> Alright. That's fine with me. <laughs> That's probably what happened. Probably. True yeah. facts about the Schlafly beer. In all honesty, I bet it's it's like a mix of two names, like Schlitz and um, I don't know, McElfee. Yeah, McElfly. And it's like McFlay. Mc. I don't know something. Something. Schlafly. Schlafly. We're spending so much time (laughs) on just this stupid beer bottle name. That's all right. It's good. It is good. I'll read, um, yeah, let me see. There's nothing nothing too interesting on the bottle here. It says, uh, <laughs> pumpkin ale blends the spices of the harvest with full-bodied sweetness for a beer that tastes, turn to finish, like pumpkin pie, a special release. Pumpkin ale is available for a limited time with a new style every few months. I wonder if that means there's like a new style of pumpkin beer every few months or a new fly. I don't know. Of or if or if they just mean like a new style, like a new label. But I feel like the season doesn't last long enough for them to come up with a new label every few months. I don't think so. Maybe maybe it's just a seasonal thing. They do like a pine beer. <laughs> in winter yeah <laughs> christmas tree ale gross which is really what a lot of ipas taste like to me i don't like IPAs i'm not an ipa guy gross. people just want to like fucking drink a bottle of hops <laughs> like, i don't get it it's just bitter and nasty and then those it seems to me like ipa people are like the super hipsterish oh yeah beer people who are yeah. like if you don't like this oh well you just don't know what real beer tastes like. You can't yeah. appreciate. You know, I absolutely feel like that's exactly who drinks hoppy beer. It's like the hoppier, the better yeah, for that I crowd. Don't, I don't get it. You know, and it literally just tastes like you're eating a hop. I don't know if you've ever had one before. 
just like like a hop, yeah, a legitimate hop. No, yeah. I've, I've never eaten a straight hop. Well, if you there's a I don't know if they do tours at the one in Cincinnati, but there is a Sam Adams Brewery mm-hmm. in Cincy, and I've only ever been to the one in Boston, but I've taken the tour several times now because it's free and you get drunk. So <laughs> it's really fun. Free, really. The yeah. tour is free. They and have, they, and they give you. I know that they give you samples and stuff throughout the tour. Yeah, you will. Like you go in, and there's like a gift shop, uh-huh. and you get your ticket or whatever for the next tour. And they just have a donation box. So if you feel like putting money in, you can, but you don't have to. And you go through, and they take you through the entire brewery, and it's like their craft brewery. Uh-huh. So you go into the one where they're like experimenting with new stuff um it's not it's not the brewery that they're like sending out your sam adams you're gonna drink in ohio Mm -hmm. they make stuff that goes to like local bars in that area straight to their taps wow and then also like the experimental brews they're working on so if you take the tour you're gonna taste sam adams like straight from um where it's being produced Uh and then you'll drink like the seasonal and they'll also let you try something that's like in the experimental phases wow. that they may or may not release at some point. That's really cool. Yeah. I so you no go idea. in, you go in with a group, and when it when it ends, um, you go into like it's like a movie set bar basically uh-huh. inside of the brewery, and you walk in and it's like a full bar setup, but you're inside of a fucking brew house and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're just at these long tables, and for every few people, they'll bring over a pitcher, and you try three different beers, and you split a pitcher between like four people of three different types of beers, and you're fucking hammered when you leave. <laughs> so, <laughs> the first time Jess and I went, we were we had tickets to go to a Red Sox game like after the tour, and we had to like there were, there was like a few hours where we were going to just drive to the stadium and like walk around or whatever and we ended up just hanging out in the car and like I took a nap oh for God. like an hour because I couldn't drive yet yeah. and I was like I've got to fucking let this wear off a little bit because I'm <laughs> drunk right now <laughs> like, but it's free and it's amazing yeah so what I was getting at anyway with all that is uh when you're on the tour they let you try um, the individual uh, ingredients. So uh-huh. you try like the barley and you try the malts and you try a hop. Uh-huh. Just like, you, here, eat this. You know, take a bite of it and you fucking eat a hop plain. And nice. it is what the hoppiest of IPAs taste like. Uh-huh. And it's disgusting because <laughs> it's like you're eating a fucking pine tree. I don't understand what people like about it. I just, it's just like everybody that drinks hoppy beer has like a well-kept beard. Yeah. Glasses, a vest over a Henley shirt. Yeah. Sleeves rolled up. Sleeves rolled up, yeah. Exposing the, the forearms with the tattoos. <laughs> and they have like, not super tight. I mean, depend. I guess depending. Sometimes they have super duper tight or just slightly looser jeans or khakis you know or also rolled up yes rolled up at the ankle you know with their like no lace slip-on shoes or boots now i've seen some boots and then they're wearing 
not a fedora, but like one of those flat brimmed, you know, like a bowler. Is it a bowler? Maybe. I was thinking more of like the type of hat that the guy in Phantasm Two wears. Or not Phantasm Two, Poltergeist Two wears. The creepy tall guy. It's like yeah. a all flat all the way around. Yeah. You know, almost like an Amish looking hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what that's who drinks hobby beer. <laughs> Hardcore. Those are the IPA people. They have an anchor tattoo right yes. next to their eye on yeah. their temple. Yeah. Yeah. Or like an anchor teardrop. What do you think that means? Uh, they, they sure know how to handle their semen. <laughs> <laughs> um, fucking, yeah, IPA people. No thanks. No thanks. I like I like multi loggers. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. I like them to be smooth and heavy. So some people, and I can stomach the uh, like the pilsner, the lighter type of beer, you know. But I'm not sure I have a type of beer that I'm like hardcore. You know, if it's this kind of beer, I'll drink it. Yeah, I. Because I have, I think, I feel like I have varying tastes. I mean, I don't drink a lot of craft beer too often, but, you know, I love me some Rolling Rock, but I love me some Guinness too. So, basically, if it's a beer with, you know, if it's not hoppy, I'll probably drink it. There's like a, there's, I feel like it's a corporate word, drinkability. Uh Uh-huh. But, but I, but I understand it. Mm-hmm. If a beer has good drinkability, that's a that's a big plus. I don't want to have to struggle to like whatever beer I'm drinking. I like to know? drink beer and feel slightly refreshed afterwards. Yeah, in the sense that like like if I uh, I like beers that I feel like if I worked a hard day and came home and drank that beer, I would feel better. Well, there are also beers for different seasons. There are. Yeah. I want to drink Land Shark in the summer, and I'm more likely to drink heavier beers in the winter. I think I I, I prefer uh, Lining Kugel's Summer Shandy in the summer. Although this whole summer, this whole past summer, I didn't drink a single one. Not one. Not one. But you know, then again, it's not like I go out all the time. Uh, we were talking about hops, and it's a good segue here uh, to Hopper. I wanted to talk about Stranger Things. Yes. Yes, dude. I fucking love Stranger Things. So you finished it the other night, right? We did finish it. Okay. I finished it. So, spoiler alert. Yeah. Because... Spoiler conversation here. Yeah. Um, if you have not watched Stranger Things and you don't like having your shows spoiled, you should probably... Just turn us turn off, off now. right now. Well, well, maybe... I can't say for sure, but we might just finish out this episode on Stranger Things. Actually, maybe in the intro, I'll go back and tell people when we stopped talking. There you go. If you want to pick it up at a certain point, I'll let you know. But for the time being, we're going to talk about Stranger Things, and it'll be a spoiler zone. (laughs) So, yeah. Stranger Things. So you just finished it the other night, right? We did. Yeah. Uh, I, I messaged you. And you told me you were watching the last episode. And I was like, well, I'm going to let you go because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you need to watch it. We were, I think when you messaged me, um, Hop and uh, Will's mom were in the Upside Down. Okay. They, they hadn't, they had, they had only been in there for a little bit. They were 
outside of the facility and in the woods. Yeah. I think uh, they were they were just about to stumble upon uh, Castle Byers in the in the upside down. Speaking of the upside down, real quick, um, my friend Jason was doing some drunk texting the other night. <laughs> he texted me some nonsense, and um, the next day he apologized to me, <laughs> and uh, uh, his explanation was that he was in the upside down when he was texting me. So, I mean, yeah, you know, it's pretty good. So we thought that was a good new, like, a good new term for being just drunk off your ass on the upside, the upside down. down. Yeah. That's great, actually. Yeah. I'm going to start using that. Yeah. If I drink like two more beers, I'll be in the upside <laughs> down. Yeah. You th- what do you think of uh, just the show in general? I mean, you. I think you said it was like up there with True Detective. For me personally, it's like True Detective and Stranger Things are the two best television shows. I mean, and now I... I still, True Detective season one. Yes, I was just about to say, I still haven't committed to going through season two of True Detective. And I want to at some point. It just, it felt, even though the first season kind of just like tossed you in, and it was like, okay, this one thing happened, uh, here we go, have fun. I feel like season two tossed you in and you were a little bit more in the dark mm-hmm. than you were with season one. And, you know, I've, I've seen plenty of things that are like, no, you need to give it a chance because it's amazing. But I just haven't gotten there yet. So, True Detective season one and Stranger Things are like my two favorite TV shows ever, period. Amazing. It, it was fantastic. I love Stranger Things. I was very happy to see Winona Ryder yeah. doing awesome work, you know, because I, I always liked her. I think, I think she's a great actress uh-huh. and, uh, in wrestling, in wrestling terminology, uh, she can still go and she's did a great job on that show. Yeah. She played a very good freaking out mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think Hop is my favorite. I did like Hop a lot. I yeah. liked him a lot. He actually did an AMA, Ask Me Anything, on Reddit, really? on the Stranger Things subreddit a few weeks ago. Pretty cool if you get a chance to read it. What a culture where like this show comes out, and the show's been live for, what, maybe a month and a half to two months? Yeah. And there's a whole subreddit where one of the stars of the show has already done well, an Well, now AMA. I think three of them now. Like I'm already AMA. Yeah, he was. He did it uh, a few days before him. Um, I can't remember the girl's name, but she was one of uh, she was one of Steve's friends, like the girlfriend of Steve's guy friend. Yeah, okay. yeah. She was on there and she did an AMA. And then just a couple days ago, the guy who played Lonnie went on the Stranger Things subreddit and did an AMA. Was Lonnie the he was the cook? No, the or? dad. Oh. Um Will's dad. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. one that left. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, Lonnie. So you've had like three stars from the show just on their subreddit doing uh-huh. an AMA in the past like several weeks just because it's gotten such a buzz and it's cool. It's really awesome. You one know? of the you know, uh, another one of the t shirt companies that I follow a lot, um, Pizza Party Printing. 
they're releasing a Stranger Things shirt, but it's like the Black Flag logo, you know? Yeah. And it's just got like L, Mike, um, Dustin, and who's the who's the black kid? Um. Oh man. Now I can't remember. They don't. It's not like they say their names all the fucking yeah, time. Yeah, I know. Show. I know. Well, Was anyone it? listening will know who yeah. you're talking about if they've watched it. Yeah. All the main kids. But it's like all them in the... Yeah, it's all the main kids minus Will. Yeah. In the Black Flag uh, logo, and it says Stranger Things. And mm-hmm. it's up for pre-order, and I thought about getting one. But Also, tfury.com has like 15 Stranger Things designs. I, I saw mean, a coffee mug that has... Mornings are for coffee and contemplation printed on it. <laughs> That's awesome. Man, yeah. it's so good. And and it spawns such a, a following in a short period of time. Yeah. You would think the show literally aired in the 80s. Because yes. people seem to already have... I already feel like nostalgic about it. Uh-huh. You know, where it's just so fucking great. And uh, the, all the acting is top-notch. And just the way it, the way it's shot... The feel of it, you know, the the mix of stuff that you can tell they actually were on location shooting, uh-huh. and then the mix of, you know, we've got the monster, the Demogorgon, right. which I, I spent several days trying to track one down, like that figurine, really? because it's a real figure. Uh-huh. That is like the Demogorgon that was released in like the mid-80s. And I saw one going on eBay for like $150 for just like this little yeah. tiny, tiny miniature from D&D. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, I, I called around to like all the miniature shops around and I called Bookery Fantasy and everywhere that sells miniatures. And no one's like, oh, they're all like, no, we don't have it. I've never seen that before. Right. A lot of people didn't even know what I was talking about. Really? Yeah. Which I was surprised because I'm not like a big... D&D guy, so I figured I would say that, and they'd be like, oh yeah, I remember that, you know, but I found myself constantly having to spell it out, you know, and they're like, what is that? I've never heard of that before, you know. Okay, well, alright. Yeah. I loved how heavily the show sort of uh, mirrored, like, a D&D quest. Yeah. And then also, like how often it uh, they talked about D anD D and then brought it like into the real world, like especially the veil of shadows and mm-hmm. the upside down and the demogorgon and the monster. Like, I, I loved the connection. It was almost as if the creators of the show wanted to make a TV show based on a whole campaign they had had as kids. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's how much D&D is referenced in the show. Yeah. And now it makes me want to play it. Oh, yeah. Because we we tried to before and it didn't pan out for whatever reason. We haven't started. Well, we started that one time. I think you were here uh, because I got, like, the the classic D&D starter set to get going and I think we started making characters and doing like the uh, we did the the kind of tutorial campaign over the course I was of the not evening. here for that you weren't here for that no. oh. I was not I, I think I've seen that you have the classic starter kit yeah but I haven't I know I haven't made a character with you because uh, making characters is labor intensive yeah 
and I've only ever done it with uh, my friend Andrew and Cody and Matt. I tried to get my friend to play, uh, or a couple friends to play D&D when I was like um, either a freshman or sophomore in high school. And I had another, I had a friend in high school who was into like tabletop gaming and, and like tabletop RPGs and whatnot. But he had been playing for years. Like he started playing D&D when he was like, you know, eight years old or something like that. So I told him, I was like, I want to play an RPG. And um, he was like, okay, yeah, we're going to play one. And so I told him I wanted to play D&D and he like scoffed. And he's, I was playing that when I was like eight years old. We're not playing D&D. And he made us play a game called Ninjas and Super Spies because that's like what he was into. It was like the more advanced, you know, he was like super hipster about it. He's like, D&D fucking moves, you know? <laughs> so I remember creating a character um, with him and my friend Kyle and we never actually started a campaign or anything. We just went through the character creation and then uh, never came back to it. And I was just always bummed out that we never actually got to start playing D&D because he sent me home with like the uh, Ninjas and Super Spies handbook and all this stuff. And I was like, I just, uh, I want a fantasy setting. I want right. to play with wizards and monsters and, and fucking demons and stuff, you know? Yeah. So we never... It's odd... It's odd about D&D because the whole premise of D&D, you would think, like, you know, games like Skyrim and Witcher and all that stuff really emulate all of the themes from D&D, you know, where you can really do whatever you want, there's there's side quests, all that kind of stuff, and it's weird that, like, I really dislike those kind of games, Yeah. but in D&D, I am just hardcore, like... I want to do this and I want to do this. And I remember the last campaign that I played my whole like overall goal was with my character. I wanted to basically be dark mall. So like I eventually acquired like a double bladed sword and uh, I wanted to like gather rubies and like have a witch imbue the rubies into my blades so that it would glow red. Like that was my whole. I had this whole huge plan about like what I was going to do with my character, and it's it's odd that like playing D and D, you know, on paper and stuff when you can't see anything. There's there's no visuals along with it. It's all in your mind. Versus like playing a game where you can actually do that kind of stuff and have it play out in front of you. But I, I hate it. I hate the games. I love D and D though. But you don't want your D and D campaign to be over with quickly, do you? No. Are you like pissed off when when the quest takes a turn and it's like we're not doing the main quest? God damn it! Let's get back to the task at hand. Like, uh, no. Like if if something happens, you know, I'm just like fuck. We gotta get. We gotta finish this and then we gotta get back to like what we we're doing. Like. I, you know, I've never finished a D&D campaign. A lot, all the ones that I started with my friends were very well planned. So it really fell apart when like somebody wasn't able to show up. Or, well, I remember you used to have like an appointment every Sunday night, wasn't it? Where you would... It was. I, we had, we had every Sundays for a good like two months or so, you know, where we did, where we did a campaign. 
the same campaign. Yeah. And it was exciting. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's really difficult to just get... We had probably six or seven people in our group, you know, a DM plus five to six players. And it's hard to coordinate that all the time for months and months to continue the same campaign. Yeah. Which sucks. Like, that's the downside of D&D is that it's so amazing, but you really have to commit. And I feel like I would have been able to if I was younger or something. And it's hard when you're, you know, an adult trying to find that time with all of these other people. So you never used miniatures or anything in your games? For a time, uh, we did because I think one of... We were playing with my friend Jordan once, who's really uh, like a friend that I met through Cody. And I think Jordan had miniatures and he brought them a couple times. He was our... uh, I think he was a barbarian, Mm. but he had some miniatures. Speaking of the barbarian, you've seen... And the broad soul. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, that That was like... All I asked for, for my birthday, I told Jess I wanted Hero Quest, <laughs> and it came. She she got it for me. Did she really? Yeah. So oh it just it just got here yesterday. So I've got like, I have the original Hero Quest. Oh my god! I want to play Hero Quest. I, we were talking about maybe trying it tonight. Oh so my god. it Dude. it looks so fun. It was amazing because I found it on eBay. Uh-huh. Like I found the listing. I was like, okay, this is the one. Because <laughs> when I first told her I wanted Hero Quest, she started looking up. She was like, these are like four or five hundred dollars uh-huh. for a Hero Quest now because they don't make them. You know, they haven't produced them for years. Yeah. So you you're getting a game that hasn't been out since like the early '90s, and uh, you know most of these listings I saw. For the ones that were in a price range that was reasonable, what we're looking to spend, you know, it's like a hundred bucks, hundred and fifty, and it's like you look at it and the description says, Well, missing these pieces and the board's torn, the box is beat up, and you know, the figures have been painted, missing the missing five orcs, missing the barbarian, missing the wizard card, you know, all this stuff. And then I saw a listing the other night and it was like a hundred and fifty and it was like in pretty much pristine condition oh it had God. everything yeah and it had like 11 people watching it and i was like this one this one this one this one it's not going to be here in the morning if we right. wait and she she was like okay that's awesome i mean hell yeah <clears throat> if a, if you got a listing for 150 dollars versus four to five hundred for other listings it's like yeah. fucking buy it i man. know I was like, I wanted, I wanted to message the guy and be like, you nuts? Like, you yeah. could be making so much yeah. more, but I guess you just felt generous. I've and... done that on eBay before. Like, if I see something and it's, like, within my price range and it's, like, 18 people watching, you know, like, yeah. I'm just like, fuck you guys. I'm buying this shit. Yeah. Like, stop watching it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, that's, that's awesome. a great deal. And it got here, and it is in, like, perfect shape. And oh, yeah. he had the... He or she, I don't know who sent it, but they had they had put like every all the cards in one baggie and like all the furniture in another little baggie and like uh-huh. everything's very very nice and neat set nice. up already and that's great. Yeah, 
So that's really awesome, and I'm excited. So I, uh, I was going to say, best thing about Hero Quest <laughs> is that your wife buys it for your birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, by the oh, way. You. I, you know, I, I'm, I don't post about that kind of stuff on Facebook. I don't care. No, and I know, I, but. Uh, I, I always try to in person. Yeah. You know, so happy birthday, my Thank friend. You. Thank you. I, I never tell anyone happy birthday on Facebook. <laughs> I don't <laughs> either. It's I see it all the time. There's always a notification for someone. It's, it's yeah. this guy's birthday. Great. And it's kind of like, it's, you know, it's kind of shitty because like I really appreciate it when people do it to me. Yeah. But I'm just like, I'm not going to take time <laughs> out of my day. <laughs> well, to me, it's almost, it becomes a burden. You've yeah. got, because... I tried to respond to everyone yeah. and I woke up and it was like, you know, nearly 50 notifications or whatever. And it's like, they all just happy, various forms of happy birthday. Yep. Have a great birthday today. Have an awesome day. And I'm trying to say, thanks. Thank you. Thanks a lot. I really I appreciate, appreciate it. it. And you're trying to make it a little different for each person. So it doesn't look like you just said, thanks, 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 thanks. Right. And then you're, going through like you get through 20 people and then it's like god damn just stop <laughs> telling me happy birthday i appreciate it yeah but uh, because you feel like a piece of shit if you don't say something back or and it's not going to be enough if you just like the fact that they told you happy birthday and you it's generic you just back. make your status like thanks for all the birthday wishes guys <laughs> <laughs> that's the world we live in now. <laughs> that's what you have to worry about yeah because you God, know all these people are trying to tell me to have a good day I'm just like shut up but you know you know that if Facebook didn't exist 99% of the people would not go out of their way to even text you let alone yep. call you or come over and perhaps bring you a gift so yep. it's which all... is why for my friends the people that I see often and the people that I care about now I love all everybody on my Facebook blah 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 but I don't hang out with those people all the time you know I hang out with you all the time I hang out with Zam all the time I hang out with Lindsay all the time those you know you guys are the people that I'm like I am gonna make some sort of effort you know you're 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 my best friends so that's why yeah I'm always trying to say happy birthday in person. I don't even really text people, you know. I know that's nice. Some of my friends that live, like, out of state and stuff, I'll text on their birthdays because uh, I don't like the Facebook thing. But I, if, if I have the opportunity, I much prefer to just say it in person. Because then they can thank you in person. They don't have to go through the trouble of just writing about it on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Facebook, I wanted to say real quick, uh, we had a new member of uh, the Divorce Club join oh, yeah. today that I want to give a shout out to. Shout out! It's Anna Karpenko. She joined from all the way from uh, the Ukraine. The no way. The yeah. Ukraine. Somebody yeah. joined the Divorce Club. Yeah. Yeah. Lives oh, yeah. in. I don't know exactly how to pronounce it. It looks like Kiev. Ukraine. So Anna Karpenko. That's rad as fuck. Yeah. Shout out to Anna. Thanks for joining the Divorce Club and yeah. following us. They're going to get all of our notifications <laughs> about bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> well, she messaged and said that she appreciated the album and she's been listening to it nonstop. Nice. 
Sorry so, that we're not going to sound like yeah. that anymore. <laughs> I hope we don't disappoint you. In the <laughs> just, just get, just get on board with like who we are as people, which is very nostalgic and eighties, you know, influenced. I mean, like I would, I'm a very nineties kid cause that's when I grew up, but I can still very much appreciate all of the sort of eighties nostalgia. So just get on board with all that and our music. You'll be fine. Yeah. Everything's going to be fine. You'll be right there. Watch stranger things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just like, Oh, okay. So Nick and Bender, that's what they are. Yeah, they are much. stranger things. Yeah, they they would have been like hanging out with those kids. Mm-hmm. Only my friends weren't cool enough to play D and D when I was little. <laughs> I wish they were. And I watched that show and like pissed off because I feel like I missed out. It's like, man, that would have been so cool to be yeah. a kid who had friends who played D and D. Because at that age, you have nothing else to do. You could have had a campaign. That lasted right, all school forever. year, uh-huh. and you just went over to your friend's house every day and played D and D. Now, now you're lucky. The, the only thing that bothered me is that the the last episode of that season, uh, Mike puts down that other big like uh, serpent thing. I yeah. can't remember what he called it. And like Will like fireballs at the one time and it was like, Oh, it's dead. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no, that doesn't happen in D D. You don't just fireball something and it dies. Well, you don't day. know what his character was like. I guess I don't know what his how high level his character was. He might have put all of his you know could have put all of his stats into attack power or some shit. Yeah. And fireballs yeah, specifically. And fireballs was just just so he could go through like yeah just Maybe. eviscerating people left and right i don't even did we even i feel like now i'm obligated to spoil the show because i don't think we mentioned any spoilers when we were talking about stranger things do you think 11 is still alive yeah i do too yeah good i think so because it's pretty it seems pretty obvious because hop gets in that car at the end. Yeah. And then after he gets in the car, it shows him putting the egos in that box in the woods. Yeah. So, like... What do you think he went in the car for? Why do you think they made him do that? Did they take him somewhere and they were like, here's what you I think, are I allowed think to they, talk about? You no, know, I don't think it was what are you allowed to talk about. I think it was they want to know what the Upside Down was like. Mm-hmm. Because they sent somebody in there and he didn't come back. Yeah. So I think they wanted to interview him as like, okay, what did you see? What is blah blah blah? You know, they wanted to get as the the most scientific description they could from Hop. You know, and it would it would have been uh, suspicious to take Will's mom. Yeah. So they they chose Hop. But then I think. During that, they may have also said something about Eleven, which is why he's keeping food for her. I liked the fact that I had to flip-flop on Steve several times. Because I didn't know... It's like, this guy seems like a douche. Yeah. And then he does something, and he seems to redeem himself. And then he does Mm -hmm. something else, and it's like, well, fuck him. And you didn't know exactly... That's what I liked about the characters. There was a lot of depth to them. Yeah. They weren't just like necessarily filling a cookie cutter role 
Right. They were they seem like real people where right. they do some things that are shitty and then other times they're just like being heroic. Mm-hmm. You know, Steve wasn't that generic, you know, sleep with Nancy to get another notch on his belt, you know, but play the nice guy. Yeah. It was like he was the night he played the nice guy, but then they still slept together. And then it was kind of like, you know, he was struggling with like, okay, now I really like this girl, but Mm -hmm. she's kind of not the type of girl my friends would pick for me. You know, so like how, what am I supposed to do about that? How am I supposed to, you know, my feelings are conflicting with my popularity, so to speak. Yeah. And I was, I was really, I'm not going to say that I was happy that she ends up with Steve. I, I just think it was, I thought it was interesting. I thought after everything her and Jonathan went through, it was interesting that she still ended up with Steve. But because there's so much depth, depth in those characters, um, it kind of makes sense because, you know, he changed a lot throughout the show. Yeah. And really proved that he wasn't just with her, just to sleep with her. Yeah. Well, I got... I think I got a a little bit of a, I don't know, foreshadowing of that when he goes over to her house for the first time, you know, and it seems like he's only there to like talk her into sleeping with him. Uh And then when she stops it, it, the scene ends, I believe with him kind of being like, okay, well, I hope you study now. And he really does. Yeah. And it seems like, she appreciates that. Nancy appreciates that a lot, you know. So you, you see that there is more there, whereas mm-hmm. that stereotypical role the guy might have failed getting the home run, if you will, you know, scoring when the girl shuts him down, he just like hop out the window and be like, oh, yeah. "Ooh, you don't, you don't know what you've lost, chick," yeah, you know. Exactly. But he stayed, and he, he actually helped her study like he said he was going to. So right. there's a little glimpse of the the depth that his character had, where he, maybe he was a little bit more than you thought he was going to be when you first met him. Mm-hmm. Just the typical jock, cool guy. So, but yeah, right. every character in that show, I think, is written with that level of care. Yeah. Where do you think... Uh... Where do you think it's going to go with Will? Because, you know, he pukes up that slug yeah. in the bathroom. Yeah, I had a feeling something was going on yeah. at the end. I mean, you know, when they said, because unfortunately, you know, I waited long enough to watch that I started seeing articles on Facebook about, like, season two is going to be a continuation and la da So, you know, they have to give you something. But when they brought Will back and... uh you know, yeah, he goes into the bathroom and pukes up that slug. I was just like, oh, man. Like, mm-hmm. what, what does that mean? What are you going to do? Yeah. I don't know if that means that, okay, now there's just a new monster. Mm-hmm. Or is there, are there more of those things inside of him? Like, how many did it implant right. when he was hooked up to that? Is it going to be another demigorgon? Is it going to be something else? Yeah. You know? Because I also, I don't know if you remember this, but when they're in the Upside Down, um, I did see like an egg. Yes. Yeah. He examines it. Hop examines it. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So I was wondering, is is it that like, because I couldn't remember exactly how the aliens worked from, you know, the alien movie series, 
I know that they had the capability of implanting something directly in a person and having it burst out of their chest. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's a famous thing from the Alien movies. But then there are also the eggs, famous, famously in like Aliens. Right. So I don't know. I think the eggs... The eggs breed the face huggers, and the face huggers breed the xenomorphs. Okay. Um, but you raise an interesting point. Like, what would happen if a face hugger just didn't get to hug anybody? Yeah. You know, like, would it grow up? Would it become something else? Or does it I die off after I a certain think, period of time? I don't know. I think, as far as canon goes, I want to say the face huggers, you know, are meant for implanting and creating xenomorphs but if they don't then they then they don't like they don't evolve they don't grow up and evolve mm-hmm. into something else like they just are they're okay. the the queen lays the eggs to impregnate other people but mm-hmm. if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen but the xenomorphs can impregnate people directly right no no only the face huggers impregnate I thought that the, was and then the the, ch- the chest bursters mm-hmm. turn into they grow up to be the xenomorphs and then the xenomorphs attack and have acid blood. What about like the the extra mouth? Yeah, I don't think that's not exactly. an impregnating tool. That's just a eh, extra oh, is mouth. It's okay, just a fucking thing. Maybe I was just thinking it was kind of like a dick. So just, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's been so long since I've seen any of those movies. Like I said, I couldn't remember how it worked. But it made me think of that when I saw the eggs in Stranger Things. I was like, how do these things fit into the equation? Right. You know, they're obviously not just hatching little slugs that go into people. So Yeah. So who who is planting the eggs? Yeah. Who is is putting the eggs on the ground? Is that from the... Demogorgon? Demogorgon? From... Something, or is it? Does it come from the people that it? You know, but then they because they find Will and they pull that giant thing out of his mouth. Yeah, which was disgusting. Yes, it was. That part of the show was gross. <laughs> None, no other part was as gross as when they were pulling that like five foot. I know because it keeps little... going. Yeah. Oh god. It's like it's the magician so nasty pulling like the scarves out of his mouth. It yeah. just Keeps going and going. Like and I've seen, like, ah. you know, there have been I've seen movies and stuff where people pull out like hospital tubes. Yeah. And shit, and I'm like, oh. Or like in the Matrix when Neo wakes up in the new world and he pulls that thing out of his mouth. Yeah. But. Stranger Things takes the cake. Like, yeah. That was fucking gross. Because it's like so long, you imagine it has to be stuck in his leg or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nasty. Nasty. So, like, yeah, what happened to him? Why is he puking up slugs? Uh, I, I love Netflix original series, you know, because they post it all at the same time, you can just binge it. Yeah. But, like, that's the problem. Is you just binge it, and now I have to fucking wait for like a year and a half for the next season of Stranger Things to come out, you know? I hate Orange is the New Black, but I always get so pissed off when Lindsay finishes a season of it, because we watch it for a week straight, and then I'm like, alright, it's over. Yeah. That's it. There's not going to be any of this for another year, you know? You don't get to draw it out like you do if you have cable. Where you're watching a season and you get to sit down every Monday night or whatever. Luckily, 
as far at least as far as Game of Thrones is concerned, we have HBO Go, and they post the Game of Thrones episode as it's airing, so you mm-hmm. get to watch it. You know, we sat down and we watched Game of Thrones every week for ten weeks. You know, and that was really cool. Well, I just um, Jess and I subscribed to Cinemax just mm-hmm. so we could watch uh, Outcast. Outcast. And that was weird because it was the first show in I can't remember how long that I've actually caught as the season finale was ending because we binged like episodes one through seven and then subscribed on like whatever Wednesday and the finale of the season and uh, was on Friday night. Mm. So now you're left with that feeling where you watch the finale and it's like, God damn it. Yeah. Now nothing, and it's like there's not even a season two announced. I assume there's going to be one, yeah, but so. you know. But it's almost like, especially with Outcasts, like you kind of have to give that comic time to like, yeah, you know, come out because yeah. I think the latest issue is only issue nineteen. Yeah, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So, and not I, to get into that too much, that could be a whole different show. But yeah, the Outcast comic and show are both amazing. Mm-hmm. So check out both of those i still need to watch ash versus the evil dead me that too is like one show that i'm like and there's a new season of that coming out yeah exactly season two got announced so it's like why have i not seen season one yet yeah 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 oh <sighs> i'm a little just a little bit tipsy guys yeah well, we got Not one terribly. More. Yeah, we got more. We got one more. One more beer. If you want one more beer, I can probably have one more beer. But we'll, you know. Well, uh, yeah, maybe we'll do that off the air, though. Yeah, maybe we'll do that off the air. It's a good show, though. Um, yeah, we'll save all the wrap up for the outro and whatever. But uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be right back here next Tuesday or. Tuesday? Tuesdays. Yeah. Tuesdays. Yeah. The Supercast gets posted on Tuesdays. Yeah. Super Tokens is Mondays and Thursdays. And soon enough, guys, we're going to have Super Scary and Super Fanatics. It's Both all guys. part of the Super Divorce Superverse. That's all you. That's all me. Bender came up with the Superverse. The That's Superverse. Him. The Super Divorce Superverse. And I was all talking our... to my dad last night. Yeah. Um, we've said for years, my dad and I will get into these like hours and hours long uh conversations and i remember being like 10 years old talking to him for hours and hours and be like man we should have a radio show and uh last night when i met up with my dad we've been doing some music lessons because he is a musical genius and i'm not (laughs) (laughs) um but i i was like yeah benner and i are we're doing this podcast now we've got these other shows we're working on it's like bender came up with the idea of the superverse but I think it would be cool if eventually we have the Super Divorce Extended Superverse, where we can have shows that involve people that aren't necessarily within the band. So it's not yeah. just you and me. Maybe me and my dad want to do a podcast together, and we can put it in the Extended Superverse. Yeah. And maybe you want to do a podcast with, I don't know, someone else, then I'm not there, you know, and it goes in the Extended Superverse because uh-huh. it's not involving both of us directly. Or we have friends who want to do a podcast and it's not either, you know, neither one of us are there. 
Right. You know? So eventually, maybe we'll have stuff like that. But they talk we'll... about us because we're famous. Yeah. We're kind of like the Kevin Smith thing. That's yeah. like the whole template, you uh-huh. know? So eventually. Eventually, maybe kinda... maybe down the, down the road, there's going to be a super divorce extended superverse. Yeah. Or the ultimate superverse, if yeah. you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. We'll get there eventually. We'll get there. We're, We're working there. on it. But right now, thank you for being with us in our humble beginnings. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh, you want to hold on? I was just doing this. This is the outro. This is the outro? Yeah. Oh, Show is over now. But I have to pee. Well, we'll make it quick. Uh, no, I guess we'll finish the outro real quick. Okay, here we go. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening to our podcast. The funny thing is, is we just did the intro, but yeah. you listened to probably over an hour long podcast, and yeah, now you're hearing so. the outro. Uh huh. But we were literally just doing the intro like a few seconds ago. We've done it all. That's Nick's stupid dog warrior. He's the worst dog. If you guys could hear that. I hope you couldn't, but you probably could. You probably could. But anyway, thanks for listening and we're going to talk about cool stuff next week, next Tuesday. Uh, join us again. Probably more broad souls. <laughs> more broad souls. And also um, uh, Super Tokens. Watch me stream games on Twitch Monday and Thursday at midnight. And this show every Tuesday. Yeah. For now. For now. Because there's more coming. So we're probably going to have... Wouldn't it be awesome if we had a show come out every night of the week? Yeah, it would. We should probably... Because we have two more shows waiting in the wings. Yeah. We could release them on Wednesdays and Fridays. Yeah. And boom. Every Every night. Every night, every week, we got a new Super Divorce, Superverse something coming out. We can do it. I'm sure we can. All right, too sweet me. Yeah! Yeah! All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Super divorce.